Speak the charm of me. There will come a time on the planet Earth when science and technology will be long forgotten. When wizards will lose This is the Arnamancy Podcast. The world is weirder than we know. Join your host, Reverend Eric, in his diverse array of amazing guests in an exploration of tarot, magic, the occult, and the history of Western esotericism. The Arnamancy Podcast exists thanks to the support of generous listeners like you. Please consider supporting this podcast for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash arnamancy. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, my guest, t- <laughs> my guest today is a returning guest, Denny Sargent. He is a Seattle writer, artist, and university instructor whose extensive global travels and esoteric studies have informed the backbone to his numerous published books. I'm not going to list all of his books because we're just going to be talking about a few of them. Um, he's the author of Werewolf Magic, which we discussed a little over a year ago on the podcast. He's the author of the new book werewolf pack magic and he's working on a future book called feral magic so uh denny welcome back well thank you so much the only thing i would add is that if people want to see what my books are and they want to see what i'm doing in my my blog and whatnot you go to werewolfmagic.com that's and it's werewolf and then magic with a k werewolfmagic.com will get you anything you want Um, i'm also Possibly one of the best domain names you could get. <laughs> I know. I couldn't believe I got it. I was shocked. I have two of them now that both go to my 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 uh, my uh, website. I've just I've just gotten Feral Magic as well, which I'm also surprised nobody got. Yeah, but I have but I have a K at the end of Magic, and that throws some people. So that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I, or feralmagic.com, depending on how feral or werewolfy you want to be. Yeah, either. Yeah. I, I mean, I suppose one of the things we will have to do at some point in this episode is discuss the difference between being a werewolf and being feral, or the werewolf thing and the feral thing. But sure. I, <laughs> but I'd like to start with um, talking about uh, werewolf pack magic. Uh, this book came out last year, and. Um, <laughs> It's just out. It has a beautiful cover. It has a beautiful I cover. Know. They did a really nice job. They I did. Mean, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm obsessed with the cover. I had a handle in, in the cover. So that's that's Werewolf Magic. That's the one that we talked about before. And it's. I think it's on its 10th or 11th printing. I cannot believe it. Are you kidding? I, that's amazing. No, I Congratulations. I I, well, thank you. <laughs> I'm kind of like, really? There's a lot of werewolves. So it has the one wolf and then a bunch of the symbols that I use. Mm-hmm. So the new book, I just love the fact that to make it pack magic, they they did three wolves. Yeah. And, and I know I'm just obsessed with the cover. It's And they were going to put them all three in a row. Mm-hmm. And, I, and they sent it to me. I said, no, 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 no. You should have them, you should have them all like with the full moon above them, you know? So I'm really It's a good idea. Of, yeah. I mean, I it, know, it feels so thematic. It keeps with the theme. I mean, this is great. We have a, an audio podcast and we're discussing the artwork on the cover of your book, but people can go to the show notes and they can see pictures of the book covers. Um, anyhow, uh, werewolf magic itself. I, uh, I mean, when you first contacted me and you first told me the title, I was kind of like, where this, I was kind of like, oh man, that sounds really cheesy. 
I know everybody everybody has that. It's fine. It's a it's a perfectly legit reaction. Yeah. You know? But uh, it's a good book. It's really fun. Um, it's obvious that uh, you kind of know your stuff, so it's not really it's not really fluffy, you know. Um, I suppose for those of us with with gray beards who have been reading Llewellyn books for a long time, we kind of remember that period when a lot of Llewellyn books were just a lot of fluff. So you'd see books like you know, um, you know, fairy princess magic or. Uh, dancing elf magic or whatever, and you'd be like, "Oh, looks like Llewellyn is up to their tricks." <laughs> they, they have really, uh, they have really upped their game on a multiple levels. I'm super yeah. happy to be uh, working with them. the The covers are really professional and really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're much tougher on vetting um, citations and and uh, making sure that the bibliographies are legit and that they're they definitely have uh, improved over the years my first book with them was in 94 um uh global ritualism which i was I was really proud i'm still very proud of that book uh hmm. sort of a survey it was it was going to be the basis of uh, my doctoral thesis but i was not unable because of various things in my life i was unable to to go for a doctorate but the the idea of it was I still think is brilliant and was it came across really well. It was really fun to do. Was uh by looking at what people all over the world did ritually, as opposed to what they believed, um, what I found is that everybody does the exact same things, mm-hmm. no matter where you are, whether you're in Africa or Asia or or in Judeo Christianity. <laughs> Sorry, my dog. You're just gonna hear my <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was our deal last time, too. There's a squirrel. (laughs) This is what happens. You're discussing werewolf magic and then your dog, you know. This is just the one in my house. So, anyway, werewolf magic kind of fits in with that, that, what I was just sort of rambling on about, just because... The title is cheesy in in the sense if you just looked at it by itself, right? Mm-hmm. But the reason it ended up being that way, one, it's a catchy it's a catchy title. But I started doing research on this. I went through a personal crisis. I don't know if if you remember my sob story, but I lost everything. I lost my house. I lost my job. Lost lost my my wife. I lost everything, and um, this spirit kept showing up in my and i meditate every night it's mostly tantric meditations and uh this wolf spirit kept showing up and i finally said what are you doing here and what and it said i'm you've been calling on me you're in deep trouble Mm -hmm. you are about to go over the edge and i can help you and so i so i just i started being mentored by this imaginary spirit wolf or whatever a, a a spirit a spirit as it were and it guided me to go into the woods and rip off my clothes and let my animal out and to just let go of all the all the upper cortex ego stresses and everything. And and we had this discussion before, but uh, it saved my it literally saved my life. And I started wrapping. I, I started saying, okay, I'm going to stop doing a lot of the other you know occulty stuff I do, and I'm just going to like follow this path. Mm-hmm. And the wolf spirit kept showing me to do this and this and kept inspiring me to write down certain simple rituals and where to go in the woods. And I had strange things happen. Like uh, at night I had a dream. I was running with the wolves 
and um, as, a, as a werewolf. And I woke up at four in the morning and I heard this barking and, and yipping outside my window. And I, I was half, you know, I was in a liminal state. I was half awake and half not awake. And 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 it's it, and there were there was hooting of owls too, and it was like this, the owls. It was almost like the owls had brought the wolves, and the wolves were running by my window. And I and I wake up, um, the next day, and there was nothing like. I mean, there was no wolves or anything. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. okay, I'm, I'm just I just had a dream, but then I went outside my window, and there it was all muddy, um, and there were thousands of footprints of coyotes. So it, it, what it turned out was an entire pack of coyotes had run past my window, weirdly enough, right? And I and, and in my dreams, I was being I was running with wolves and not coyotes. Mm-hmm. And then there were owls, like from then on, there were owls that had perched in my in the woods outside my house. So it was very so these sorts of synchronicities um were happened a lot. And I'd go, I live in Seattle, so I can drive an hour and I'm in deep woods with, you know, bears and, and cougars and everything. And I would oh go up there, I would, I would throw, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, this is where we are. And I would go up there and I would just sort of throw my, throw myself in the middle of nature and just and on a full moon. And I would just rip off my clothes and, and, and follow the dictates of this wolf on how to like shut down my brain and, and open up my, my um, animal brain. The, what Carl Sagan called the the dragon mind, which is the the primordial brain, which is sort of inset within our brain. So I mean, as we evolved, uh, we 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 contain all animals. I mean, this this is a little esoteric for people, but we contain the DNA of all animals. Everything on this planet evolved from one cell. Mm-hmm. So so we are hominids within within the context of other animal species. We are hominids. We're still we're animals, of course, but we're we're hominids, and like we are eighty, no ninety five percent chimpanzee DNA. Our DNA is only five percent different, and we're eighty seven percent the same as a wolf or a canine. Mm. So we contain that DNA, and we contain the um, what what the occultist Austin Spare called the uh, uh, the ability for it's atavistic resurgence, which is a really neat term. And, and atavism is, is a, is a unconscious um, existence of, of something deeper and darker and, and more primal within you. And that, you know, when people, when people erupt in anger mm-hmm. is a kind of artificial, as, as, I mean, a kind of, a kind of resurgence, an atavistic resurgence. When people do crazy ass things like rip up, you know, rip up something or they said they're, 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 they're tapping into lower cortex functions and not upper. They're not thinking, Oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to throw a rock through this window because that person really upset me. They're they're They have this sort of animalistic response. Um, And so tapping into that and tapping into the science. And then, and then I have this mystical thing going on. That's how werewolf magic sort of came to be. It wasn't going to be a book, um, and I certainly didn't expect a second book. Uh, <laughs> but but I started writing. I just kept track of writing it all down. It was my own personal journey and my own personal psychotherapy. And I to- would tell my friends, and they'd say, "You're out of your mind, but you should write a book." And and I was like, "No, I don't want to write a book." And yes, I am out of my mind. This is my own therapeutic 
right. weirdly naturalistic therapeutic feral stuff um but but enough people pushed me into i just i wrote up a quick proposal and i went to pantheacon and i'm sure you remember sadly pantheacon is gone but it was the greatest occult Lollapalooza that existed and uh I went there with five proposals to talk to Llewellyn and Weisers about. And I just tagged on the fifth one with werewolf magic, which was my like, well, all right, I'll just bring it along. Uh-huh. And they didn't like any of my other proposals. And they both were like, oh, we want werewolf magic. And I'm like, you didn't even look at it. Like you did not even look at it. Lena. But, but I mean, they did, but, but I just thought it was so wacky. Well, I, I love, I love I that. Planning, you know, I was, no, I had all these like serious things I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do on Tantra, which is something I've studied and worked with for, for decades. And I want to do something on this. And no, no, no. They said, no, we want this. And I'm like, oh, my God. Then I went back and and and, and I realized I had to actually put it together. And uh, my friends were like, we told you. We told you this is what would happen. You know, so- I'm glad. I'm glad it happened. And I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad that it has the cheesy title um, because I'm certain that the cheesy title has helped it. Uh, go through so many printings oh, yeah. but um you know it's going to be a really good introduction to some pretty intense magic for a lot of people and it's funny you know i was just thinking about you know the the whole uh question that that non occultists or non esotericists will always have about like you believe in magic that's ridiculous like what the hell is magic and you know um Describing it the way you have as this sort of, you know, I suppose it's still difficult to uh, communicate or to talk about spirit contact with um, with the normies. But yeah, but that is but I talk about dreams a lot, though, when people hit a wall with that. I'm like, sure, sure. That's one good way I talk but... about liminal spaces. And mm-hmm. even people who aren't into cool stuff aren't understand liminality and liminal spaces. But also you're um, you're kind of like uh, you're you're sort of like self generated uh, a therapeutic approach to it where to you <laughs> it's fun. yeah but it's it's but like you know from a very um from i guess from from the most boring standpoint you basically uh created a method to help yourself to help you have you know to help heal parts of your life and heal you know things that were that were had been going wrong with your right. psychology right. and all this stuff that you and and a big part of it was um was kind of like uh finding safe ways to uh like release your inhibitions and allow your sort of feelings and stuff to come pouring out you know which I, is I, kind of cool I'm a, little, I'm a little bit stricter on that i would call it I honestly like the term animal self and it, I mm-hmm. use it throughout. And it's very, one, Carl Jung talks about, about our primordial self and, and about the shadow and about the self. But uh, once, I, once I started digging into the science of our neurology, and which sounds weird in, for an occult book, right? But mm-hmm. once I started paying much more attention to like, like the works of Carl Sagan and other people who talk about the primordial brain that is inset within our wider brain mm-hmm. and our, our upper brain, our wider brain, our, our, our cognitive ability is fairly recent in terms of timeline of, of homo sapiens and of hominids in general. 
I mean, it's only been a thousand, a couple of thousand years. Well, more than that. Maybe I can't remember. I, I don't want to. I think lie. it's like 40 or 60,000, but it's 40 or 60,000. No, 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 not in the scheme of things. It's not. Mm. And, and the leap, like there was a period of time, the bicameral brain is a great book that talks about that, that moment when we kind of made the leap. Um, but, but the fact is, I mean, we still have a primal brain here. I mean, it's, we, we have this sort of layered brain above us that is our higher cognitive function brain. But, but it, and it does all these wonderful things and lets us hypothesize about what could happen tomorrow, what might happen tomorrow, what, what, what I think happened yesterday, how I still feel about it, how I'm processing. We, we are busy, like even right now, you and I are having a conversation. And in order to have that conversation, we're referencing six different areas of the brain. See, I, I teach linguistics mm-hmm. and methodology and pedagogy on in the real world and 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 i and now they're doing a lot of mri MRI studies on brains and whatnot uh and how how it functions and they're still trying to figure out we don't understand the brain even the top stuff i'm reading is like we don't understand really but but Mm -hmm. they're they figured out there's at least six areas that are have to do with language and whatnot but but if you go to just simply down into a much more animalistic sense and you like when when we do our werewolf magic stuff i have a pack and we work together um, when when we go into that state, if we start talking, it ruins the entire the trance state disappears. But if you go into nonverbals and then you're there's a bunch of ways of activating that lower like like bringing yourself down into your lower cognitive functions and shutting down all the upper functions, which immediately makes you happier because you're not thinking about what you're supposed to do tomorrow or your job or your work or the person you just had a fight with like. All that stuff, that that monkey mind stuff that we, we want to shut down, but we can't. And it makes people crazy. And that's why, every you know, so many people are on various medications. Because it's it's just, it's, our modern world is is insane in terms of what it does to our, our upper cortex functions. Mm-hmm. And what, what, what I do is I just, I follow shamanic practices as I learn them from different shamans. Uh, and, and this isn't, I didn't go to school and get a certificate. I hung out with Siberian shamans. Who used to come to Seattle, and when I traveled through Guatemala and and the, the mountains of Thailand, I ran into animists and shamans and sat and talked to them and, and found out what they believe. And in Oaxaca, Mexico too. Um, wherever I go, I've just run into shamans. It's been really funny. And and you know, they're the trance state that they're doing. I mean, I, I then it all sort of came together that there's always animal spirits involved, mm-hmm. and and it depends on where you are, um, but for the western the western world the apex predator is the wolf and the vikings and the ancient greeks and the romans um and and other groups of people all focus on werewolf shifting of the celts mm-hmm. uh, and so i looked at all this stuff and i was like okay there's a real history here half of werewolf magic is about the history because i'm my master's degree is ancient history and I wanted to figure this out before I wrote a book about it. I was like, well, what is this? Is this a real thing? Did it really exist? Yeah, it's all over the ancient world. And if you watched, uh, uh, what was that good movie that just came out? Uh, the Northman. I don't know if you watched The Northman. Did you see that movie? Uh, no, I didn't. Hold on. I, I'm muting my, oh gosh, I guess it doesn't matter. I'm just letting, uh, the sun just started shining right in my face. Oh, all right. 
I don't know if you guys ever get this in in Seattle, but sometimes <laughs> the sun comes out. <laughs> the, sun, the sun comes out during this time of year pretty rarely, but yeah. uh, but yesterday we had an hour, I think, of sun. Yeah, no, that's the Northwest. We're just all. I mean, the the term you use for people who are like really native here or have been here forever, like me. Uh, it's moss back. We're moss back. <laughs> I love that term. I think it's so organic. I, I have like not it. heard that one down here, but you know, uh, we do. There's always the joke about Oregonians having webbed feet. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's why you have the ducks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, so um, I'm trying to remember where I was going. Oh, the Northman. I um, I did yes. not see it. Is, if you get a chance to see it, it's worth it. First of all, it's a great movie. But like I had literally I had like half a dozen people like text me or email me and say, you have to watch this movie, Mr. Werewolf Magic. And I said, all right, I'll, <laughs> I'll watch it. And about about I don't know, about uh, two thirds of the way through, they show a, a berserker initiation because the oh. berserkers, the berserkers were werewolves. I mean, yeah, berserk means uh, you wear the skin of the bear. Mm-hmm. So there were two kinds of berserkers. There were the berserks who took on the persona and the spirit and the power of the bear. And then there were the old Sark who took on the wolf mm. and, and they show the initiation in the movie. And, and it's just like, and I watched it. I was like, Oh my God, I, I nailed it. Like, this is exactly what I saw and how, after talking to real Siberian shamans, like how I thought this would happen. And when you, if you watch it in the movie, you'll see, you know, they, they drink some sort of strange potion, which clearly has magic mushrooms in it. And, mm-hmm these sorts of things and and then they they go into this entire thing now they don't grow hair and fangs and stuff but they definitely shift into a completely utterly feral state of consciousness and then the next scene is them running amok and killing hundreds of people and you know in in that in that state of consciousness which we do not do by the way <laughs> we, i actually have a allegedly I have, a whole, I, have, I have a whole no i have a whole like disclaimer in a whole, a whole paragraph at the beginning of both of my books it's it's even more explicit in werewolf pack magic because uh-huh. once you have a pack of people it can get pretty wild and, yeah. and and it's like there are i have very strict like yeah you can't you know you don't you don't hurt people you don't you know wolves don't attack people everybody's like it has this mental thing that wolves out in the oh no wolves kill people wolves don't kill people they they the, there's been virtually no evidence of it they run away. They don't want anything to do with people. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because they're it's, not, yeah, yeah, they're not that. They're not bear, that dumb. <laughs> bears kill people. Cougars, like near yeah. near where I am, cougars eat a jogger at least once a year. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's true. Like, well, like maybe they, joggers should stop being so delicious. Well, well, they should stop <laughs> wearing their headphones. Maybe. That's what. The, that's what. No, that's what the park service said. Yeah. It's like, it's like if you're going to be jogging, like don't don't wear headphones so you can hear the, something coming up behind you, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I, I so so I, I've tried to pull on things that were really happening. Plus my yeah my status my 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 not my status my my experience with uh, with people who were really shamanic and they would go through animal spirits like they mm-hmm. they and so all a lot of the things they did I tried to incorporate and see if I could find the sort of the sweet spot for hitting get going into that trance state right and um i i found it for myself and and really was into it and wrote the book and sold the book and did book well what i didn't realize is there's this huge 
number of Facebook groups and organizations that are deeply into werewolves. I mean, a lot of them just are are fans, like mm-hmm. major fans, and they just love the concept of werewolf. But I dropped, you know, once I wrote the book, I sort of dropped a little note in these all these different Facebook groups, and 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 all of a sudden I had all the tons of people who were like, "Oh my god, I knew I was a wolf. I go out in the woods and I blah 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 blah." And I'm like, "Well, you're halfway there, and here's my book, and here's here's stuff that I know works. At least it worked for me." And um, then I started having people near me like ask for they they were they were really curious and they wanted to try it out. Mm-hmm. Now I never I had never done it with a group of people before. And the the intro to this book, this is where we'll pack magic, is that I was at PantheaCon and I was doing a workshop on the with the god Pan, and it was really funny. They 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 set it up till I had to start at eleven thirty and it ended at one thirty. And, and I didn't understand why until it had happened. And then I understand why, because it was so loud and so boisterous and so insane that they didn't want me to ruin other people's presentations. So um, I did this pan thing and we did this pan ritual. And of course you unleash pan, everybody went nuts and there was, it was got crazy and wild. And then, and then we were done. And I said, well, you know, we've got 20 minutes. I'm doing this thing, werewolf magic. How many of you want to try it out? I mean, I've never done it with a group of people. So a lot of people left. They were like, no, we've had enough of you, you know? And then, and then, and then, and then I, I don't know, there was probably about, I don't know, a hundred people left, 80, 80 people left. And I said, okay, let's, let's just do some initial stuff. And I thought we would do some rocking and swaying and, and growling and, and, and howling and, and sort of go into, well, what, what shocked me was like, we went, we started going through this stuff and they like, they like, because I don't know, and, and then I realized it's, it's a group. It's like I don't know mass hypnosis or, or I don't know mob psychology or something. But they went under, like they went into a deep trance state so fast it freaked me out. Mm-hmm. And, and then they went all feral and were growling and howling and wrestling and running around. And I was like, oh my god, what have I done? <laughs> I really didn't really have a plan, so I kind of brought it back, you know, and we, we, I had them do something basic to sort of organize it. And then I had, I, I taught them how to come out of the trance state and, um, and they, they were reticent to do that, but they did. And then they were all excited about it and they were like, Oh my God, that was a whole fun. I'm like, all right, okay. This is, this is because I was doubting whether I wanted to get involved in doing this with groups of people. I mean, for obvious reasons. Right. 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 But and, uh, well, that sounds like a pretty good indicator. Yeah, it was a good indicator. And I had written for myself, I'd written all these sort of rituals and practices if if other people were going to be involved, but I, I wasn't that serious about it. And then Llewellyn said, Yeah, you should you should definitely follow up with another book. So I already had some stuff written and then I did some experiences. And lucky for me, though I had a few occult friends in Seattle who wanted to try it. They were like, Hey, you know, you're doing this weird shit. We think you're crazy, but but we'd like to try it out. I was like, okay, um, come over and we'll, we'll, uh, you know, read the book. They, they didn't read the whole book, but I just said, I said, you've got to read these sections. Otherwise you won't understand what I'm doing. And they did. And um, they all went, they all went under and then we ran around my backyard. I have woods in my backyard. You can see. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were howling and growling and, and doing all this stuff and and then we came back and just sort of came you know we we brought brought ourselves back to 
we we shut we had shut down our upper cortex did did the werewolf stuff as as animals without talking and just growling and howling and all i have a whole series of non-verbals to use and uh then we came out of it and they were they they went nuts they loved it and uh everybody and then the next day i followed up with them i said how do you feel today and all of us felt great and i've got to say every time i do this i i feel a hundred percent better the next day Mm. because i basically have shut down this constant monkey mind stuff and just given my brain a rest and and stepped out of that constant chattering a million things happening i mean you know right now we're talking but we're, we're also thinking about oh well later i have to do this and tomorrow i have to do this and i think somebody called me i mean we can't shut down from multitasking in our head and it's chaotic and it's wearing it's exhausting yeah, to be yeah. in that um and then to actually shut it down and just be just exist which is what we do all of a sudden you're open to to Gaia. You're open to nature. Like the first time I did this in the woods, all of a sudden I I I shut down all my thinking because everything's going on up here, and just and all of a sudden, like there was this rush of of input and cognition from nature, and all of a sudden I perceived nature deeper and better and more thoroughly than I ever had in my life, and. When I, I I spent I spent nights in the woods and I would go I would go off I finally learned you have to put shoes on you can run around naked but you got to have shoes on <laughs> the first time I did did I pay for it and so then I learned like at least have shoes and then I would wander around the woods at night in in a werewolf in a werewolf consciousness and I I was an animal and the other animals. Like I snuck up on a deer and scared the hell out of it. I snuck up on a raccoon and grabbed its leg. Stuff I couldn't do as a human. And I was just, it was, everything was very intuitive. The trees were all like alive and I could sort of feel and see the interconnectedness of the entire ecosystem. My my hearing was 100% better than normal. My, my eyesight, I could see mostly in the dark. Really crazy stuff, right? And mm-hmm. it's, and it seems like supernatural, but I, what I realized was we spend so much of our energy and our mental capacity in stuff that isn't really about awareness. It's about cognition. That when you shut that down, all of a sudden, the senses that you have become seem to become far more powerful. But they've always been powerful. It's just you're not paying attention. You're too busy up here in your head. Mm-hmm. And once, once you're doing nothing but existing all of a sudden everything opens up it was it was potent so, and, and I, I ended i end like werewolf magic helped me really go deeper and more philosophical into what this was and do some more research on shamanic practices and on, on so for example um in the book i bring in i have a drum i have a shamanic drum actually it's from the ulchi the ulchi um, tribal people from siberia um and so if you look at shamanism and you look at how it's done, there's a lot of rocking, swaying, drum mm-hmm. beats. There are, there are all these techniques that put you into a deep trance state. Um, 
and I'm not a shaman and I do not claim to be. And, and I, I, the only shamans that I know are in tribal cultures and someone mm-hmm. who gets a certificate saying they're a shaman from going to a class. It's, that's not what I'm, I'm interested in. I'm, interested <laughs> I'm in tearing music. up my certificate right now. No, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, and I don't mean to be mean. I just, no, no, I know what you're saying. I, I know what you're saying. I've hung, I've hung out in like, you know, the mountains of Thailand and in, in central Oaxaca and the jungles of, 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 uh, of Guatemala, where I actually, my guide, I, one day my guide and I were looking at each other and I looked at him and I said, you're a shaman, aren't you? And he went, whoa. And then he looked at me, he goes, you are too. And I go, no, but, but, but we, I'm into the, I'm into the magic. <laughs> and he, and then he goes, he goes, okay, you're interested in this. I go, yeah. He goes, you want to meet some other shamans? And I said, I would love to. He goes, all right, I'm ripping up our itinerary. I'm going to take you way up into the mountains. And, and that's what happened. Like mm-hmm. the whole trip went sideways and I ended up with all these shamans and they made the wind blow in the room and they, they I mean, just mm-hmm. amazing stuff happened. <laughs> so, so having run into these people, I'm like, okay, this is the real stuff, you know, like these people know what they're doing. So in pack magic, I started to put together rituals for groups and I had my pack and I would, I would run it by them. I'd say, okay, let's try this ritual. Right, and they right. would do it. And they would do it, and then afterwards they say, "Ah, this is a little too long. Ah, you got too much words here." You know, let's. And so they really helped me. Mm-hmm. My pack blessed them. My pack helped me, like re rewrite and 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 come to terms with a lot of this, a lot of stuff in here. And I would say, yeah, and make it more authentic and real. So. Yeah, group ritual work. Um, it's amazing how uh, tricky it can be to. Right. I mean, you know, like I'm involved in 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 a lodge and lodge ritual is one thing where you have sort of this very formal scripted thing going on. But uh, actual magical ritual in a group where you want to have sort of like consciousness changing and all this stuff going on and things happening that it, it, it's really tricky to script that. Yeah, it's always been like I've been in lots of magical groups and it's the smaller, tighter groups that are where magic gets done. I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm in a, I'm in, I'm in the OTO and a few other things, and and it's 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 very open. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on, but the magic work I do with groups of people here, mm-hmm. it's a small, tight group of people who know exactly what they're doing and how to do it, and uh, mm-hmm. it's two different things. I mean, like ceremony is not magic, you know. And and so I agree. Well, with you I mean, it can be. It's just different. It can be. Yeah. But uh, maybe light. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were describing your uh, experience at PantheaCon, where you sort of led people into the, um, you know, mm-hmm. the the werewolf trance thing, right. um, I was sort of it sort of was making me wonder, like, do you find with uh, the other werewolf pack magic, the stuff that you've been working on that's in the book? Uh, is it sort of a, um, is there always sort of a leader of the ritual who is leading everybody else into a trance or is there some more communal sort of work going on? It's a combination. And, and I, and I, it's a great question. That's a great question, by the way. Cause I, um, I was also invited to go to, to, um, uh, Starwood mm-hmm. festival, uh, last summer. And and it, and I had I had werewolf werewolf pack magic. Um, it wasn't completely 
published, but I had I had it together mm-hmm. and uh, went there. And they were very kind. They they flew me out and and paid my way and all that. And um, and there was a I you know I thought I'd be doing workshops with a few people. Well, I got there and they had set me up. I don't know if you've ever been to Starway, but they have a huge they have a huge stone circle, like huge. It's like a oh wow, it's a, it's a football field. And I figured I'd have a few people. Well, like two hundred people showed up for my workshop. It was on the full moon too, which was perfect oh and i saw all these people i'm like oh my god what am i gonna do like is this gonna work i never really so but but i i was using stuff right out of werewolf pack magic i used with my small pack and um i was i had gotten it better and honed it a little bit and uh it worked extremely well i mean i had a lot of people with their arms crossed across it just like go ahead prove it you know and i'm like okay well this is what we're gonna do and if it works for you good and if not not so my I had I was curious whether having more people would make it go faster and deeper mm-hmm. and it did it did all 200 people went under and all oh. all of them and they went under fast and it kind of freaked me out it was like you know first I I, I promise you know I we practice howling and growling and up howling and down howling and the, I have a whole system for, yeah, for I remember those. Yeah, and and uh, and <laughs> it's on TikTok, by the way. Somebody, <laughs> somebody, somebody filmed it because it's all black. You can't see who it is, so it's legal, I guess. And there's you just see the fire, and then there's me going, everybody going, oh, it's, it's on TikTok. <laughs> uh, somebody sent it to me. I was like, oh my god, it's on TikTok. That makes it real, right? So, <laughs> so. What, so the, I, I'm like, they're okay. They're all like 200 people. Like a whole bunch of people started running around the circle on all fours, like like loping with their hands and feet. And I had never seen this before in my life. I can't do this. I'm an old man. I can't, I'm not going to run around. I'm not going to run. I mean, I'd be like, oh, my back. I just don't know I can do this. But it's just like people went like, like did the full on shape shift into this, into this, form you know i mean it was wild it was so wild and at the end like i was like all right okay. i i mean I, I i basically brought everybody body, body back together so all right we're gonna like you know we're gonna bring we're bringing it down and uh like a whole bunch of them were like no <laughs> no 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 we don't want to know we don't want to and i said no you have to i'm not gonna i'm not gonna turn you loose on starwood like this you know i mean there'll be there'll be fires and explosions and i mean i don't know what's gonna happen i know there'll be a werewolf zombie apocalypse I mean, exactly i'm like i don't want i want to come back to this event someday you know and uh so so we we did it you know i brought i did the whole stage of there's a whole we talk about the dun, the dun, the dentian. We talk about like the the fire chakra, and there's I have a whole st- strategy for making this happen in terms of your energetic body and in terms of your psychology, you know, stuff that isn't it, it really isn't that occult, but it just together it, it it makes some changes. And I got them all back down, and they were like, you know, a bunch of them left, and like a hundred of them stood there and said, "We want more. We want more." And I was like, I was like. Of course, the full moon was right up there. I was like, I just was like this. Like, I'm like, ah. <laughs> and the, the head of Starwood, uh, she comes up 
Starwood Princess, she comes up and the, she had been involved in the event and I hadn't seen her. And she, she got in front of them and said, oh, you guys want to do it again? Okay, you can do it. When, Denny will do it Wednesday night with you here. And I was like, okay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up doing three, three werewolf magic events at Starwood. Wow. And I was, I know. That's what I said. I'm like, really? You know, I thought my work was done, you know. I, I mean, I it's, it, it's great I that, I mean, I can understand why uh, people – love it so much you know i think um a lot of magic and uh, and the way a lot of magic is kind of presented now uh it loses its sort of like sense of play too uh it's too serious it's actually one of the problems with all of the heavily scripted ritual too right like it's so serious you have to be i know you, you have to wear the right color of underpants and you have to move yeah. your hands in the right way um and it's funny because uh uh i'm sure the you know i i i in my brain, I'm not drawing a direct line, but I'm sure that this was kind of inspired by our last talk together. Um, I did a little, uh, well, I, guess I did a Hecate invocation um, on Valpurgisnacht, uh, this, just this past one. So I guess it was after we had spoken and before this time. Um, but uh, it was a really small group of people and um, and we did it around a bonfire outside. It was, you know, shitty weather, but everybody had like musical instruments and they were all playing this sort of like rhythmic thing going along while I was chanting all of these like barbarous names out of the PGM. Sure, and sure. about Yeah, sure. Yeah, but it was it was We do Hecate work too. Yeah, yeah, way. yeah. There's Hecate work in uh in the Werewolf Magic book. Um yeah, yeah. but um I realized that I had led them all into a trance state. And, you know, I was sort of watching this happen and watching all of them. And they started kind of doing the rocking thing on their own and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, that wasn't really what I was intending to do. Or I, but I should have, I should have planned for that. (laughs) Well, Um, it's the root of almost all ritual. It is. It is. Uh, Yeah. And Uh, I guess. It used uh, to be. It used to be. It used to be. It's all masonry. I mean, you know, it used to be. (laughs) I mean, in the ancient world, I mean, people. People came to these rituals for transformation. Yeah. And uh, well, you read my werewolf magic book, like Herodotus talks about seeing the, the Nuri tribes, you know, and just very, very casually is writing like, yeah, every year they have a festival where they all turn into werewolves for a week. And the exact same thing I found in, in the Celtic world, the, the, the Ossery tribe of Ireland, even today own that they have werewolf blood, right? Mm-hmm. And they the 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 every year they would all turn into werewolves mm-hmm. for like a week and party and then turn out. And then you see this over and over and over again in the ancient world. And then the question is, well, what are they doing? Like what's happening? And it's exactly what you were talking about. They they would do a they do a big ritual and all of them would truly have the mindset of okay, we're gonna enter this 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 primal animalistic state. Mm-hmm. We're gonna shut down our normal way of functioning and we're just going to exist in that state. And then they would do it. They don't, I mean, consensual agreement among the whole tribe. And then they're all that way. And then at a certain point, obviously a priest or something in, in, in werewolf magic, it's the alpha mm-hmm. who, who sort of cues people on what to do and what not to do. Um, but doesn't control. It's not possible to control 
a pack of wolves or humans <laughs> for that matter. <laughs> so, yes, I mean, we. it's very funny because I wasn't planning to do, you, you know, in Werewolf Magic, the, I use the three goddesses for the moon. Um, yeah. Hecate is the dark of the moon in Werewolf Magic. Well, it turns out one of our pack members is a, is a heavy-duty Hecate priestess. Mm-hmm. And so... We meet on the full moon to do werewolf magic, and often we meet on the new moon to do Hecate, to do mm-hmm. a Hecate ceremony, which is different, but still, you're right. We 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 now bring drums into it um, mm-hmm. when we're doing the invocations, and we go into a a different kind of trance state and and bring and bring her to to us um, and bring and and work through stuff. So I find the two are very compatible. And and since you brought up Hecate, um, she's often shown with three dog heads, but right. originally originally they were wolves. They were wolf heads. And in ancient Greece, the word for wolf and dog were interchangeable. Right. Um, right. So so we see her as, you know, a, a, an important person, a person goddess, an important goddess in terms of of this. And we don't have a lot of gods and goddesses really. Um, we we Gaia, mm-hmm. the Lord of the Forest, who can be any horned god or green man you want, mm-hmm. and then, then then the moon goddess in whatever form. But uh, I try to keep it primal and and focus on more of an animistic, you know, that this wolf this wolf spirit, mm-hmm. uh, and is it really a spirit or not? I mean, we can argue that, but when we're I'm going to argue yes. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like one. It, your entire interaction with it, the, the, the learning you've had, the changes that it, it sounds like a, a tutelary spirit for sure. Yeah, I, I think so too. And now I'm diving deep into animism, and honestly, I mean, everybody says the exact same thing. The the first religion for for our species was animism, mm-hmm. and this worldview that everything's alive, and we've lost that. And as I'm as I'm reading about animism and, and connecting it with what I've already been doing, it's like, yeah, when when my when I shut my brain down, when I'm in when I'm in a trance state, when I'm in a werewolf trance state, everything's alive. Like like I feel the trees and I I, I see the you know I mean everything is alive. And then I, I made the connection like oh my goodness I'm going into like an animistic state of consciousness of seeing everything is alive, and I am part of that. Which is exactly what Native Americans say and other tribal people say. You know, you know, I was just reading Chief Seattle's comments, and he has a really interesting comment about how us stupid white people can uh we kill animals left and right and we're afraid of the woods. And and he says, we don't fear the woods, we don't feel the fear the forest, mm-hmm. because it's it's our home and we know these animals and we know you know, we see we see it as this vast um like joyful offering of everything to us. We, we would have nothing without nature. And and then he, he talks about the fact that, he, the, that settlers, you know, white settlers were just slaughtering animals without understanding that, you know, you have to have, you have to honor them. You have to, you connect with the deer before you kill it mm-hmm. and you ask it for its life. And then when it says, yes, you, you promise that you're going to treat the spirit. Well, I mean, you know, we have relationships because you know, as as Indi- as a lot of Native Americans say, a lot of tribal people say, you know, we're animals. I mean, we know we're animals, but we don't believe it. Judeo Christianity yeah, yeah. kind of pulled us out of that. God gave us 
you know, commandments to do whatever the hell we want and don't worry about destroying the planet. But, but we're animals. And that if you truly buy into that and can get into that consciousness, then the other, then you start working with animals. I mean, and it's happened to me a number of times, like werewolf pack magic. I talk where the, the next one, I'm sorry, feral magic. I'm, I'm talking about the different animals that actually talk to me. Mm-hmm. I had a black bear hiking in the Adirondacks. I had a black bear come right up and sniff my chest. Um, like huge, huge. Well, I was so dumb. I was a kid and and I was, I was like 17 and Uh probably high. I don't know, but, but I was just saw this bear coming in it. I didn't have the slightest bit of fear. I was utterly amazed like, Oh, a bear. And it came right up and sniffed my chest, you know? And I was like, and I, I felt no fear at all. And I felt like this bear was loving and I was trying to reciprocate. And, and then Everybody I was with started screaming at me, get out of there. What is wrong with you? Are you an idiot? And all of a sudden I realized like, oh yeah, this thing could like stop me. And I just said, I just said, I said, well, bye. And it just got up and ran away. And I got, oh my God, they never let me hear the end of it. Well, but let's, I've had situations like yeah. that. You know? Let's, um, let's talk about your, your, your new book. Um, uh, Feral Magic is the new one, right? And, uh, and it, I assume it's not it's not done yet. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> the proposal's finally done. <laughs> that took me like two months to get the proposal done. Um, but, yeah. So is this book? Uh, I assume that this book is evolving out of your werewolf magic work. It is. It's it, broadening. So so. Okay. So I, let's I'm hear. Well, well. All right. So I've been. I like I have a I have a Facebook uh, author page, Denny Sergeant author, and I have a whole bunch of people like uh, these different people that these werewolf people. I mean, they, they, it's a huge thing. I had no idea. I had no idea that there are millions and millions of werewolf fans out there, and and most of them are just in into the you know fun of it. Mm-hmm. But there are a significant number who, when they saw you know, have my book. And they're like, oh, oh, not only do I get to fantasize, I get to be one. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So I had various people write me and say, I identify more with like tigers or pumas or otters. Like, like people ask me about other animals. Oh. And, and, and I was and I was like, wow, that's a really good point, you know? And I, I like I was never obsessed with wolves. It, it's just that the wolf spirit is the one that came to me when I was at crisis, whether it was an archetypal force or a sublimated desire. I don't or, or a real animal spirit. However, they're all the same to me. But I in my life, I've had very many connections with other animals. Bear is one of them. And and I started thinking, could I take the same methodology that has proven successful in werewolf magic and pack magic. And by the way, pack magic, I've updated it. So like the trance state stuff is different. Mm-hmm. Oh. Has, has gotten better. Well, I got, I got more input from other people and started working with my pack and they would say things like, oh, let's, let's, if you try it, let's try this instead of that. And so, so actually werewolf pack magic has a lot more, it, it, it reiterates a lot of what's in, werewolf magic but it has a lot more um a lot more stuff and a lot of rituals um 
And by the way, that's what I look like when I'm in trance state. That's, in, <laughs> that's, that's a three-eyed a, werewolf. I know. That's pretty cool. And that's the spirit as it came to me was a three-eyed werewolf. Hmm. But anyway, so so these different people were asking me about, well, what if I what if I, I see myself as a tiger? Can I so I thought, all right, can I take the same methodology and apply it to other animals? Well, the minute the minute I went into that, and I've been thinking about it for like a year now. And I was like, well, how would one do this? And and, and all of a sudden I realized, oh, I have to go further back, you know, like the, the werewolf cults were classical, like like prehistoric Greece and Mesopotamia, but then then it, it became closer to our timeline with ancient Rome and, and mm-hmm. you know, Hellenistic Greece and, and the Vikings. And I, and I realized I have to go back farther. Like I have to go way back. So I started looking at animism and all of a sudden I was like, that's it. Hmm. Basically, basically I, uh, what I'm doing with werewolf magic is a kind of animistic magic. Right. Because the, 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 the ancient shamanic practices we still see in some places today came out of animism because we know this because we see, you know, 50,000 year old wall uh, um, cave paintings with people with drums and headdresses and, and we can see mm-hmm. they're doing, doing the same sort of thing. And, and I, and I started looking at cave paintings and seeing people transforming into half lions, half, half humans and half this and half human. And, you know, um, and I found the oldest, I, I found the oldest werewolf. Uh, it's a, 40,000 year old cave painting and it's clearly a werewolf. It's a guy mm-hmm. with a penis and he's holding a spear and he's and he's hunting something and he has a wolf head. I mean you they, they even call it the werewolf pictograph. So <laughs> so there it is, you know, uh-huh. a theomorph. They like the the anthropologists like theomorph better. You know, half animal like that's mm-hmm. more scientific. So I, I started diving. They're not like, well, maybe the werewolf, maybe the wolf and the dude were roommates, something like that, right? <laughs> and then, and it was they got along consensually, and isn't that lovely? Yeah, <laughs> and, that, and that's animism, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, okay, we crossed some sort of line. Yeah, but anyway, right. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. So I, I'm looking, and I'm I'm looking at different animistic practices, and I, and I'm starting to see and then I, I i said well have i ever had any you know and then i realized like okay i had the bear and then i've mm-hmm. been obsessed with otters my whole life and i've had several magical moments where i was doing ritual work and, and an i otter. think you ought to reconsider that one though yeah i know right it's it's, it's utterly ridiculous as a friend of mine <laughs> but i i i literally like i i was invoking pan one time and an otter jumped out of the water came right up to me, jumped up on a stump like three feet from me and stared at me the whole time I was invoking Pan. And then when I was done, it looked at me and sort of chittered and then went back into the water. Like this has happened to me like three or four times. Otters just coming up and like working with me, mm-hmm. you know? And, and and I, you know, I was like, okay, I, I like otters, they like me. But I started, as I started going through all the other animal forms that I've worked with in my life, I was like, Wow, I've been doing this sort of thing since I was a little kid, and mm-hmm. I, I and when I was and then I went back and then I started to really think deeply about when I was a child and what a natural animist I was. I mean, I talked to the bees, I talked to the trees, I talked to my dog constantly, I talked to 
to other animals when I saw them, raccoons and whatnot. And it's only when I got older and quote unquote more educated and sent to church that I started to like lose all of that sort of magical mm-hmm. world that we right. live in as children. Yeah. And and I, as I so I I spent a lot of time like writing everything I remember down, and that's actually the intro, the preface of of feral magic is my animal friend, like my animal experiences, my animistic adventure. Huh. Because then I started piecing it together and going, well, no, I've actually had animals, animal spirits and physical animals in my life a lot. And I just had never really thought of it because I wasn't in the headspace. So I'm trying, I'm trying to write a book. I'm going to be writing a book that offers this, that has very similar praxis. It has very similar techniques for entering trance state. And then I'm going to give a lot of data for nine different animals like Mm -hmm. like what gods are like i just finished the one for snakes you know what snake gods there are and what what are snakes what do snakes act like what do they do if you're going to try to to enter that you know instead of invoking a wolf spirit if you want to invoke a snake spirit how would that look you know right right and 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 actually, I found out a lot about snakes that I didn't know, which I thought was really fascinating. <laughs> I mean, they don't hear. I mean, I didn't. I forgot. I didn't know that they can't hear. They they they. What happens is there's they have bones in there that vibrate. Right. And yeah. It's yeah. Not technically hearing. Yeah, it's something all else. The hissing, all the hissing and the rattling that they do is to scare away others. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just interesting stuff like that. So, and then I have like what. In, in other cultures, what what is used to invoke snake spirits? I mean, what flowers do they use? What scents do they use, et cetera? So I created this whole like chart for like, if you're gonna work with that animal spirit, here's here's all the data you need. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna offer nine different animal charts. Obviously there's many, many more. So that people can start to get the, the framework of, if I'm gonna work with tigers, what, what, should I, what should I learn first? What data should I put together before I, I actually try to get possessed by a tiger spirit Mm -hmm. and and how can I avoid like killing my neighbors or, you know, (laughs) I I, I mean, I don't know how to, I don't know how to approach that part yet. It's still a proposal. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You're going to have to chain yourself to a wall. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You might want to keep the dog in the other room. Right. (laughs) Beware of squirrels. Yes. Yes. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's what that's feral magic. That's what I'm. I mean, we'll see if Llewellyn, Llewellyn has uh, has the proposal now. So we'll see what they what they think about it. But that's that's where I'm heading, and well, that'll be probably the last one in this whole set of books I'm doing. You sure so, you don't think you're going to come back to I don't know, uh, briefcase magic? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> really. I don't know. I don't know what else I'm going to do, but I, I will see. The gods, the gods decide. Yeah, I get. I, I gods in my squirrely brain. I, I like. If you look at my book, all the different books I've written, I'm all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm deeply into tantra. I wrote a whole book on the nagas, the snake spirits, and it's very, very, it's very tantric. And I'm, I'm just finishing up actually another book that's in the final stages um, on tantra and on uh-huh. the lineage I've been in par- a part of since 1980 and and i'm trying to take tantra and make it accessible to people so that has nothing to do with with 
werewolf magic, but I I am I don't know. I am legion, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never know what I'm going to write about. It, it, it gets taken. Well, I yeah. think that's kind of exciting, though. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, for everybody listening, you know, Werewolf Pack Magic, it's out now. It's available at your local occult bookstore, or if it's not, you should howl at them until they order it for you. Um, you know, you know what's great about it is there's lots and lots of rituals, and it it gives lots of instructions on how to form a pack, mm-hmm. how to how to work, and then I have a lot of I have a lot of uh, rules, mm-hmm. like consensual rules about stuff because people go get pretty wild in this. Yeah, and I also and I think it's really good to mention two things. One, um, there's a lot of weirdos out there who call themselves werewolves. I've discovered. Mm-hmm. And and the and there's a bunch of neo Nazis and far right people who are using the term werewolf. Oh yeah, and I have I have a paragraph in here, and I without going into it deeply, it's like you know werewolf magic has nothing to do with homophobia or or bigotry or racism or anything like that. Yeah, like wolves are all different colors. Wolves don't care. Mm-hmm. Well, there are gay wolves in various packs, and nobody cares. The other wolves don't beat up the gay werewolf. I mean, yeah, the wolves wolves have much more ethos than than people do um so, so that that was the first thing I, I wanted to tell people and the the second thing is you know that that you have to work together and you ha- you have to bond and you have to be respectful of each other mm-hmm. and the role of the alpha is not to be the cop but to be the parent and that's what current current uh um not anthropologists, but biologists are no longer the the general idea of what an alpha is in a pack is, has changed completely. Right. The alpha is basically the most parental one, whether it's a male or female wolf, mm-hmm. and, and they're the ones who make sure everybody gets to where they're supposed to go. And that if some if a wolf is hurt, that you know, so that's all it is. The wolf is yeah. the wolf is just like the den mother, den father to make sure <laughs> it's okay. You know, yeah. Well, why don't you uh, uh, remind people where to find you on the internet? Um, well, you can find me on the internet at werewolfmagic.com. W-E-R-E-W-O-L-F-M-A-G-I-C-K.com. And that's my blog, and I post things there all the time. I'll, I take um, links to different podcasts, like your podcast mm-hmm. is there. And I have links to all that stuff, and I, I have, and I'm writing ongoing blogs. I'll, I'll be posting something about about my new books soon. And I'm on Facebook at Denny Sargent, uh, and my author page is Denny Sargent Author. And okay. I'm open to hearing from anyone, and I look forward actually to people writing me and talking to me. Yeah. I, all I, right. Excellent. I will make sure that there are links to all of those things in the show notes. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. And thank you for um, being a return guest. This was fun. And um, yeah, <laughs> it's fun. The werewolf. Ma- that's one of the things that I really love about this stuff is it's uh, it's not cheesy and and it's fun. <laughs> This has been another episode of the Arnamancy Podcast. Thank you for joining me. I have been your host, Reverend Eric. You can find Arnamancy online at arnamancy.com, and you can subscribe to this podcast anywhere podcasts are found. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting the Arnamancy Project for as little as $1 a month. 
at patreon.com slash arnamancy. store Sword and Scythe, where I'll be offering magical art, materia, and services beneath Mars and Saturn. You can visit the store at swordandscythe.com and be sure to sign up for the email list to receive early access to new releases.